Welcome to LAPUX Lessons. This podcast is a growing collection of conversations with thought leaders in the online professional development space. Here at LAPU, our award-winning team strives to create world-class online learning experiences that put humanity back into learning. Join us on our journey to innovate in the online classroom and show the world what learning feels like. This is Dr. George Hanshaw from the e-learning department here at Los Angeles Pacific University, and I am here with the amazing ID team who does some fantastic, innovative, and inclusive work when it comes to course design. They are on the cutting edge. They are the cutting edge when it comes to designing and delivering meaningful courses that are accessible, inclusive, data-driven, theory-based, grounded in everything that's good to make learning exciting because We don't like having boring learning. We want it to be meaningful. We want it to be fun. And I have Trey Glazatov, Alex Mills, Kenna Miller, and Victoria Bayer here to tell us how we do it. And from my perspective, really, as as an ID, we take a lot of reflection from life and we bring it to the learning scenario, to the courses, to everything else. And that's where the innovation comes in, is making it meaningful and something that resonates and connects with people through their life experiences and really empowers them to be better. And Trey, you do this daily as you do your work. So I'm going to throw the first introduction to you. So who are you and how do you do all this stuff? (laughs) Trey Glazatoff, Trelisa, if you've known me since the 80s, it's been Trelisa, but after the 80s, it's been Trey. I've been in instructional design over 15 years, but I didn't start in in instructional design. I kind of got here through a crazy way. Out of school, I actually was in the healthcare industry and the finance industry. Enjoyed that, but once I got off the road as a consultant, I really was looking to do something more creative and um, just dabbled in a lot of different things. I've had probably four other careers before I landed into instructional design and landed here just because um, I was a multimedia specialist and really got interested in the theory behind learning of how people learn, um, what are some ways, some innovative ways for people to learn. And so decided to go back to school and learn more about the theoretical side of learning science. And um, that's when I landed on instructional design. Didn't even know if it was a career option until until then. But this career has really been great for me to meld both sides of my brain, that analytical piece as well as that creative piece. It I, I get to use it every day. So that's how I ended up here in, as an instructional designer. It was really just through um, allowing myself to explore career options and what I really wanted to enjoy, you know, eight hours a day. Alex, how did you become an instructional designer? Yeah, Trey, thanks for your story. I, like you, fell into this path in the same way it was kind of happenstance for me as well. I grew up around education, so that's my background where my mom was an educator. She was a teacher for the visually impaired in our school district. And my godmother was a professor of sociology. So I I always had that background, but I always felt that I was called to have a voice for people who were voiceless. 
So when I went to my undergrad, I thought it was supposed to be in law. I thought I was going to be a lawyer and I was going to work in the government or do something in that way because I always had a heart to speak for people who couldn't speak for themselves or didn't have as many opportunities as I did. So I went down that path. And when I got out of school, I was on the path of taking the LSAT. That was what I was going to do. But when I got to that point in my life, I realized I wasn't happy. The background and everything around me was pointing me to go back to what I was supposed to, which was education. So I ended up going back for my master's in educational technology and leadership. And I realized that it did unite with my passions. From the beginning, I just couldn't see it. And all along, I was supposed to be here. I was supposed to use my ability to speak for the voiceless and to advocate for the marginalized populations through education and, you know, circling way back to be here at LAPU and to have the ability to create content that is accessible, to make content that is flexible and adaptable with many pathways through universal design for learning to create content that is inclusive to represent all groups of people so that they see themselves in their content and that they are engaged and creative with this content. It's just amazing to see how we are being innovative here and all the things that we're doing. It, it just really unites with my passion and it's truly a pleasure to be here to do what I felt like I was always called to do. Victoria, how did you get into instructional design? That was great, Alex. My experience is very similar to yours, Andre, as well. Like Trey, this is not my first career choice. And like Alex, it's complete. If you ask my 19-year-old self in college, I would have never thought that I would be an instruction designer, nor would I know that this profession exists. But at 19 years old, I was determined to be a teacher. I love working with kids. I love teaching. I thought I would get my multiple subject credentials. I would be an elementary teacher and the end. But as when I was a teacher, I got the opportunity to dabble with in curriculum. And I found that I actually, what I really wanted to do was the behind the scenes of teaching, the, the curriculum, the writing, the research part. So then that was where I got my gear sticking and I wanted to delve more into curriculum. So I went to research programs and getting a master's in curriculum and instruction. And I just stumbled across Purdue and where when I talked with the success team, it, they say, well, it could be both in case life happens and you stumble, you change directions or whatnot. You can, this degree can be applicable to also ID in either the higher ed or the corporate world, or you could still go back and work with your district's curriculum team. And the more I delved into ID, the more I found that I think this is what I like to do. It's just how I want to spend my day is to create learning research based practice, best practices for different types of learners because college is not a one size fits all for as I thought, I thought it would just, everyone go at 18 year olds, go to college, you graduate at 22. That was not my case as a college student and nor was that my case as a graduate student. And that's, I love the LAP model as Alex mentioned earlier, it's very adaptable because as an adult, you don't know what people's life struggles are or situations are. So our model is very adaptable, very accessible, and very equitable for learners with all ages and all backgrounds. What about you, Kenna? How did you come across ID? 
Thank you, Victoria. And um, actually very similar to everyone else, I did not go to school for this and my background is not really in instructional design. Um, I went to school for business, specifically HR and um, management, which I absolutely loved. And while I was in college, I loved the training and development classes that um, I took with an HR perspective included in that. Um, I had the opportunity to serve as a teaching assistant for one of my professors and mentors. And that experience was, um, I would say that was pretty life-changing for me because I really enjoyed being able to take my knowledge and to work with the professor to um, really formulate some meaningful classes for people who were my peers at the time. And we were able to create some really awesome things that included hands-on learning. And um, at that point, I really kind of found that this is something that I love and something that I'm passionate about. And I'm very fortunate to have ended up here in this role. And I love all the work that we do. And I love being able to incorporate the hands-on learning that we do here in our classes and in our professional development, because that gives the participant or the student a safe space to really practice the skills that we have taught them in the course or um, class. So that's something that I think that we do very well and I'm very passionate about. And um, that's just a little bit about my background. That's kind of cool. There's a common thread, and that, that thread is the twisty road. You pick up a lot of awesome experiences that you can bring into instructional design that makes you more uh, valuable, gives a student more value because it wasn't a straight path. You picked up tools. I had a friend that talked about there's people that go straight up the mountain to the peak, and then there's those of us, and I include myself, that kind of take that path around as we're going up. And those of us that go walk around that mountain, we pick up a lot of tools on the way that those that go straight to the peak, they don't they don't get all those tools. So we, we bring a lot of interesting uh, uh, seasoning and perspective into what we do. And I think that's awesome the way that you all do that. Thank you for sharing your stories. And so now with that in mind, a couple quick questions, if anyone would like to answer them. What is your favorite piece? about instructional development? If you could boil it down to one thing, what would that favorite thing be? I, I think for me, my favorite thing about instructional design is there's never two courses that are the same. I think we, we all, at some level, strive to, to do things differently and better based on what we learned in our last designing of the course, right? Taking all the information, all the interactions, all the, the gotchas and making that next course even better. So the option that, that opportunity to, to just design something new every single time, it has always been a very appealing piece for me. Because, you know, I wake up and I'm like, you know, what what does this day hold? <laughs> right. Just in life. Right. It's just you, awesome. you kind of go with it. Same with instructional design. You go into a course and you're like, I don't know how where we're going to end up, but <laughs> let's let's start this journey. So th that element of just being agile and flexible and adaptable and creative is very enjoyable for me. 
Yeah, Trey, you are you are so right. That that's really refreshing that we don't have to do the same day twice and that we get to do something different. That really resonated with me because when you do something that's so new, you don't know what you're going to find the next day from the other. So it's pretty cool. But for me, I really love designing from a student perspective. I love when we create something that I know it's going to be something totally different than the student has ever done before creatively. And you know that we're going to create something for them that they can enjoy and have fun doing. And George is going to love this. I love tapping into the student's effective domain. I love making them feel something about the content. So we have a great framework here at LAPU called the Know, Feel, Do. And when we know that our students are going to learn something but also feel the content and interact with it in a way that they've never done before and then be able to applicably do it, not only in the course but in the real world, that's how we know that we're actually doing effective learning. And so being able to really tap into what the student's perspective is and really design from that vantage point, I think that our curriculum here has been so amazing and it's been so cool to know that we're doing something great for our learners. So if, if we can give the students a chance to get a case of the feels towards the content, we did a great job and you all do that all the time. You take the theory and everything else and boil it down into something where people really authentically feel it and engage with it and grow from it. That's kind of cool. I thought that was awesome. So, Ken, I think I interrupted you. You were about to say something. I love how creative we are able to be in our position. I love the support that George gives us to really, if we have a vision for a course of something that we can do to create an engaging and entertaining and a really hands-on experience for students to practice these skills or, you know, interact with the course in a new way. There's no reason that we can't pursue that and try to give that to them. And that's something that I know is really unique to this team. And it's something that I think that we, as a team, as a whole, not only just the ID team is very supportive of that and they're supportive of our ideas, which I love. And I just love how creative we can be. Creativity. I love the thought about creativity and learning because that just brings people in. And we have so many opportunities, so many ways we can go about it that it's, it's just absolutely amazing. And what you all do is you, you bring that to reality. And that's the coolest thing ever to watch. Victoria, what, what, what are your thoughts? Creativity, that is so definitely true. ID, what I love about it is, is there is no one-size-fits-all model. It's where we all take our creativity and we piece together and collaborate together to create the best learning experience for our students. And that's the beauty of this team. Our group and our e-learning team as a whole is we tap into each other's constraints and creativity. And from there, it flourishes into this grandeur course design. That is so cool how everybody approaches creativity. And then you brought up an awesome point about how we work collaboratively. So, so we get multiple perspectives because we all have our own perspective. We're really good with that one, <laughs> but, but you all bring in multiple perspectives, which is very cool. And I think that's really what uh, helps, helps us be able to create courses that do give people a case of the feels towards the, 
the content. So that's so cool. So let's go, let's go in opposite direction now. Let's go Victoria, Kenna, Alex, and Trey for the last question. This is a 20-second question of you all have some amazing experience from so many different areas that you bring to the team. So give one golden nugget for somebody just coming into the ID field. Ask questions, reach out, ask questions, collaborate. Everyone is more than happy and willing to help. Awesome. So ask questions and collaborate, collaborate, collaborate. That's cool. Kenna, what are your thoughts? Uh, my best advice is to think about how you would like to learn whatever the topic is, create the course that way, and then just go for it. Um, since my background is not in ID work, I've found that sometimes I just have to try things and work through it myself. And that's how I can learn the most by working through it, making mistakes, asking questions, and just following that whole process. Awesome. So work through it and just go for it. I, I love that. Fearless. Be fearless. <laughs> that's outstanding. Alex, what do you think about it? What would your golden nugget be? I would say to be flexible. When you are in your learning environment, things aren't always going to happen as you think they will. When we are in the classroom, we're learning about theories, and theories sound good when you're reading a textbook, when you're researching, but the application of theory is something totally different. It, it's not cookie cutter, so there's a lot of things you have to be able to kind of roll with the punches, and as you're rolling with the punches, you're creating an adaptable environment as well for your students, so that's kind of cool. And I am a, a millennial, so I know I grew up watching the Magic School Bus. So Ms. Frizzle would say, get messy, make mistakes, and it's going to be the same thing when you're in these learning environments, but the product as an instructional designer is going to be amazing. Awesome. Get messy. I like that. I like that. Craig closes out here. What, what's your golden nugget? You know, I'm going to be philosophical. <laughs> Absolutely. Remember that learning is beyond facts is beyond just getting the job. Learning is really becoming more comfortable, more accepting of yourself and others and, and your place and just learning where your place in the world is. And if you remember that, I think as an instructional designer, you go in with a different frame of reference. You come in here with a, a more open heart and a more open mind, and you're going to create um, an experience for other learners to um, really enjoy this process that we do every day in our life, which is to to grow better as a person and to and to understand our, our place in this world. So I'm going to steal a, a couple of words from a conversation we had before, Trey, and we've had it at many of our meetings as well. But but you said instructional design is founded and based on love, love for the student, love for learning, love for growing, love for who you are, love yourself for who you are and grow within that as well. So I think I'm, I like the philosophical side of life as well. So I just really always connect when you talk about it from that perspective. So thank you for bringing that. And this is the wonderful award-winning, creative, innovative, uh, hugely inclusive building ID team here at LAPU. And this is what learning feels like. Thank you for listening to this episode of LAPUX Lessons. We hope you had fun learning something new today. If you did, please take a few seconds to review our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. 
We value your feedback so highly because we are doing this for you. Come connect with us on social media so we can get to know you better. All of our channels are listed in the show description. Before you go, we want to invite you to visit x.lapu.edu to see the courses that our awesome team has created. Check back often as we are always developing new offerings. Or you can subscribe to this podcast where we will announce and feature new courses as they become available. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, this is what learning feels like.